Psalm 11 in verse 3 says, When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? When the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? You know, for many people in Acadiana and really our state, the foundation of their life has been destroyed. You know, the home is it's a safe place. It's a place you go to rest. It's a refuge. It's a place where you go take your shoes off and you feel like you just get out of the storm. You get out of the, the heat. You just, you could go rest. But with this flood, people's foundation has been destroyed. People's refuge, their safe place, their, their place of tranquility has been rocked. And so that foundation has been destroyed. And so what, it, what do you do when the foundations are being destroyed? More importantly, what do the righteous do? What, what does the church do? What does a Christian do when their house floods? What do they do when everything they've been working for for years and years, it's all soaking wet? It's all wet. Some of it irreplaceable. What do you do? What do you do in that situation? Well, I think if we ask the Lord, Lord, what should we do when our foundations are shaken, when everything we've been working for all our life is all soaking wet and we have no insurance and we don't know how we're going to get back on our feet? What are we going to do, Lord? I think if we ask the Lord, what should we do? I think the Lord would say, worship me. Focus on me. Don't let everything you're going through distract you from me. I think that's what he would say. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 16, 11, go to the Lord for help and worship him continually. Worship him continually. Not just sometimes, not just on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, continually. And worship when it's good and worship when it's not so good. You know, worship is the secret to getting God's blessings and grace flowing in your life. And if you stop worshiping, you cut yourself off from that. Does that make sense? And so, you know, Psalm 34, 9 says this, Worship God if you want the best. Worship opens doors to all His goodness. You know, the typical, the typical reaction of human nature is that we just worship the Lord whenever things go bad. And, and uh, you know, we just worship God sometimes whenever, oh, our ship just came in. You know, something really great happened. Oh, praise the Lord. But then sometimes when we go through the toughest time, we just get in this real pit and we quit worshiping God. And it's almost like, okay, it's bad enough that our house flooded and, and, and everything seems so hopeless and, 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 it's, and we just disconnect ourselves from the power source. And so we don't want to do that. We want to continue to worship God. So the priority, regardless of where we are, what we're going through, is worship God. Does that make sense? In our darkest hour, we need to focus on Him and worship Him because verse 9 of Psalm 34 says, worship opens doors to His goodness. And so, you know, whenever you worship God, whenever you think about it, you know, I mean, I, uh, weren't you kind of, you know, some of you didn't flood, but the water was coming there. You know, I know just in our staff, there was three or four in staff and the, and the water came up like to the steps and they were looking at it like, whoa, you know, they, they had their, you know, their keys in their hand. But, you know, you know, what do you do whenever you see this 
this, you know, your world coming apart or you're, you're in this place and fear is gripping you and anxiety is gripping you and what are you going to do and, and, and your whole foundation is shaken and, you're, and you start being fearful and, and you start getting anxious and what do you do? Well, worship opens the door to God's peace in the middle of all of those emotional feelings that you have. Amen? And how many of you know, greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is He than your emotional uproar. Than the, amen? Greater is the peace of God. And worship brings the peace of God. It brings the comfort of God. Worship opens doors to God's provisions in your life, right? So we need to worship God. We need to continue to worship God. But the second thing is we need to, to um, praise God regardless of the circumstances because sometimes it's the circumstance that causes us to worship and it's the circumstance that keeps us from worshiping. And so Psalm 34 one says, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of His glorious his glories and grace. I will boast of his kindness to me. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. Wouldn't it great to just sing hallelujah together tonight? Wouldn't it great to just, didn't you just feel the presence of God and the touch of God? But the Bible says there in verse one, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. But sometimes we praise God because we say, man, God is good. I got a job or God is good. Man, you know, this is going for me. This is happening for me. Praise the Lord. And we praise God because something good is happening. And so the motive of our praise is what's happening in our life. Good things happening. And so when good things quit happening, there goes our worship. But we need to worship God in good times and in bad times. In fact, I believe it's more important that we worship God in bad times than in good times. I mean, even the heathen say, praise the Lord. They might be an atheist. Something happens, they win the lotto and they say, praise the Lord. You know, even the heathen worship God when good things happen, but it takes a lot of faith to worship God when bad things happen. Amen. And so we need to worship God in all circumstances, no matter what happens. So how can we praise God no matter what happens? Well, we have to make our focus be our worship, the focus of our worship be upon the Lord's heart, not on his hands. You see, when you focus on his heart, God is good. He's gracious. He's merciful. Listen, just because my house flooded doesn't mean Jesus didn't die on the cross. It doesn't mean my sins are not forgiven and I don't get to go to heaven. Nobody can take heaven away from me. Jesus secured that for me. Amen. Now I might have a wet house, but I'm still going to heaven and God is still good. Amen. That's the heart of the Lord. That's not what's in the hand of the Lord. So when you focus on the heart of the Lord, not on the hand of the Lord, then you can worship God regardless of what's going on. Amen. And so praise God regardless of your circumstances. Amen. And be transparent. Be transparent whenever you go before the Lord. Pour out your heart. The Bible says in Lamentations 2.19, rise in the night and cry to your God. Pour out your hearts like water to the Lord. You know, you, you really can't truly worship God unless you're transparent. You know, like we learn to be religious. Like we just show up and they say, you know, clap your hands. Praise God. Praise God. Sit down, okay. And we're just, it's just, it's just calisthenics. 
But worship comes not from the, the outward calisthenics, but from the posture of the heart, right? And so, you know, if you're fearful and you come before the Lord and say, you know, and you, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And you're just really paralyzed by fear. How many of you know the Lord already knows that? The Lord already knows you're afraid. So why not just be transparent about that? Lord, I'm, I'm a scary cat right now. Like, I am panicking. Like, I am, I am really about to eat my fingernails off. I don't know what's going to happen if my house floods. How many of you know we can be transparent for, before the Lord? Because he already knows what's going on in our life. Amen? And so I think he wants us to, to cry out to him, Lord, Lord, I'm fearful. Lord, I'm stressed. Or it might be, Lord, I'm angry. Whatever it is, how many of you know that you got to be honest with the Lord and transparent before the Lord? Amen? And how many of you know the Lord can handle our transparency? Even, even if it's our feelings or, Lord, why are you allowing this to happen to me? And God can handle that. Amen? He already knows you're thinking it, so you might as well just say it. Amen? But something happens whenever you say it, and you just, just tell him that. And how many of you know that he can take that? He, he can take it. You know, I heard, the, I heard the, a story that this person, they, you know, hated God and all that. And, and something terrible happened to him. And he said, God, why are you allowing my child to go through this? And, and God said, I've been waiting for you to talk to me. Isn't that powerful? He's waiting for us to talk to him. He's waiting for us to cry out. But we can just be sitting in a place of fear or panic, discouragement, depression, and not even just talk to God. But let's be transparent before God. Amen? You know, the Bible says in John chapter 4 that the Lord is looking for true worshipers. So obviously, if there's true worshipers, then there's worshipers that are not true. Right? How many of you, how many of you want to be the true worshiper? And, and so he says in John 4, he said, a time is coming and now has come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. How can you be a true worshiper unless you're honest before the Lord? You got to be honest before the Lord. And if you look in Scripture, if you do like a study and you see where the Bible, David cried out to the Lord. Every time somebody cried out to the Lord, the Bible says, and the psalmist says over and over again, I cried unto the Lord and he, and he what? He answered me. He heard me. I cried out unto the Lord and the Lord heard me. You know, the great exodus, whenever Israel went out of, the, out of Egypt and into the, into the promised land, the Bible says that, they, that the Lord heard their cry. He heard their cry. And so it's just kind of like, you know, like if we were here and we heard this baby screaming, you know, screaming, and we, and we would all like, oh, what's going on? This baby needs help. We need to go help this baby. And it's like the Lord, whenever we cry out to him, it's like he's like, oh, one of my children are, are in a bad place. They're crying out to me, and he, I need to go help them. And there he is. And he meets us right where we are. Amen. And so sometimes we're way too subdued whenever we come before the Lord. And so listen, you got to be careful where you do that. Some people might think you're crazy, 
right? So you get in your bedroom, and, and even if you got to, you know, you know, cry out in your pillow or cry out walking in the backyard or, you know, with music on or whatever it is, just open up your heart to the Lord and cry out to him, and the Lord hears your cry, and he will answer you. Amen. A third secret to continue worshiping God is asking God for strength and for help. Like, you know, um, you know, because worship opens the door to all God's goodness, it opens God's door to peace. And so, you know, like, you know, just a couple for the last three days, you know, I, I, I tend to carry stress like between my shoulder blades. And after a couple of days, I, man, it's just like I need a massage. I'm trying to like, oh, man, I got a knot right here. Anybody else like that? And, you know, you, for you, it might be like, oh, man, I got this headache. And, and really, it's because you're so stressed out. And it just, you know, you, you, and so it's like, man, I'm just stressed out. But how many of you know that you could just call on the name of the Lord? And you could just say, Lord, I need peace. I need strength. I need help. I, I can't handle this. It's too much for me. And there it is. When you ask God for strength, all of a sudden strength comes. Whenever you feel like you can't put one more foot in the front of the next and you say, Lord, I'm about to fall on my face. I don't know if I can take another step. And you ask God for strength. All of a sudden, you don't know why, but all of a sudden now you're taking one, two, three, four, and you're running. Why? Because of the strength of God that comes out. Do y'all believe God answers prayer? Do y'all believe it's just, it, is it true that if you ask God for strength, he will give you strength? Or is that just a bunch of baloney? in the Bible. Come on, is it true that he says, if you call, I will answer you? He says, if you seek me, you will find me. If you ask, it will be given. Is that true or is that not true? Can we call on the name of the Lord? And the Lord said, I will be there and I will get you where you need to be. Is that true or is that not true? That's true. Amen. It's true. So we need to ask God for help. We need to ask him for help. Where do we get our strength? Where do we get our, our courage to keep going? From the hand of the Lord. Amen? Psalm 37 and verse 39 says, The Lord saves good people. He is their strength in times of trouble. The Lord helps them and saves them. He saves them from the wicked because they trust in Him for protection. The Lord saves good people. He is their strength in times of trouble trouble. The Lord helps them and saves them. And so listen, the Lord wants us to ask him for help. And so listen, you know, every day, how often do you need strength? How often do you need strength? 24 seven, right? 24 seven. I need strength to sleep. <laughs> that sounds like, you know, but I need, I need God's grace to sleep, right? You see why the Lord said, this is how you should pray. Give me this day, my daily bread. Give me this day, my daily bread. I need strength today. Every day, we should ask the Lord for strength. And sometimes the reason why we get so tired and weary and depleted is because we're not asking God for strength. But think about it. Think about it. If you're not plugged into the power source, you're going to run out of gas. And see, here, here's what I think. The reason we need to make it a habit of tur turning to God and asking Him for strength and tapping into the vine and getting His strength is because we're going to continue to have floods in life. 
We're going to continue to have storms in life. We're going to continue to have upheavals in life. We're going to continue to have bad days in life. Amen? And it's, look, we can get by whenever the sun's shining, but whenever the sun stops shining, we need extra strength to make it through it. Amen? And so the more we tap into the vine, the more strength we have, and the more storms we can get through, the more dark days we can get through, and the more we can survive and and get through our life when it's turned upside down. Amen? And then finally, I just want you to remember that you are a child of God. You are a child of God. And, and that same verse, or, or Psalm uh, 34 and verse 17, that same chapter, it says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their trouble. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many trials, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Listen, God loves everybody. He loves everybody. But he has children, the Bible says. He he has children, those who turn to him, those who serve him. Going to church doesn't make you a child of God. It's like standing in a garage don't make you a car. A Christian is somebody that turns to God gives their life to God, asks him to forgive them for their sins. That, then you become a Christian. I went to church a lot. I messed up. I wasted a lot of time. I should have crossed the line way sooner and given my life to Christ because it's whenever you give your life to Christ, you become his child. He grafts you in. You don't have to be a Jew. He will graft you in. Okay, you're a Gentile, but that's okay. I'm grafting you in. You are now a Jew. You are a child of Abraham. You're part of my clan now, okay? And you got a seat at my table now, right there. That's your seat, okay? And when I hand out food to my children, you get some too, because you're my child, amen? And listen, you need to be at the table. You need to be the child of God. You need to have your, your, your heart washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, That's why he died, so he could cleanse us from all our sin and so we can have a right standing with God and have the righteousness of God. And when the righteous cry out, it's like he says, listen, I see a lot of children on the playground, but that's my boy over there, and he's crying out. I'm going to run over there because that's my child. Just like us as parents. I mean, we love all children, but when one of our children cries out, you better get out of the way, man. We are about to walk on water to get to our child because we love our child. And whenever you're a child of God and you're in a bind, the Lord is going to walk underwater, on top of water, through the water. He's going to part the water. He's going to do whatever he has to do to the water to get to you, his child, to make sure that you make it. Amen? So remember, you're a child of God. And he knows what you're going through, and he will save you from the storm. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them, and he delivers them from all of their trouble. I believe that. Do you believe that? Amen. Come on, do me a favor. And let's stand together tonight. Let's stand together and let's just, come on, just think about that for a moment. You're a child of God. You're you're a daughter of God. You're a son of God. Just think about that for a moment. Because listen, as you go through life, sometimes you can feel like, like you're unloved and you're unwanted and you're, un, and you're unworthy and you, know, you can feel a barrage of thoughts. But come on, let's take a moment right now. How many of you are... are, are or Christians. Let me see your hand. You know you're a Christian. You're 
You are the righteousness of God. You're the righteousness of God. Now think, just close your eyes with me for a moment and just think that the Lord is in this place right now. He's in this building right now. And, he, and he's looking out over his children and he's saying, these are my children. These are my, these are my people right here. And, and I, I, I hear their cry and I see their need and I'm going to meet their need because I'm, I'm the heavenly father. I'm the loving, godly father. And listen, natural men have, have love, but, but the heavenly father, he, he has great love and he loves us tonight and he wants to be with us come come on close your eyes for a moment and just receive from the lord come on you're the child of god come on come on just right now just receive the spirit of god the presence of god the grace of god the touch of god come on it's not just showing up at church come on it's opening up your heart it's it's reaching out in faith tonight come on reach out in faith and say lord i need you tonight i need your help tonight i need your strength tonight i need your peace Come on, wherever you are. Lord, I don't know what to do. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Talk to the Lord about it. Come on, talk. turn to the Lord tonight and say, Lord, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Lord, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling disappointed. I'm feeling discouraged. Come on, you're a child of God. Come on, you can sit at his table. He has made room for you. Don't sit in the next room. Don't sit in your mind in the next room. Come on, come in to the dining room tonight. Come into the dining room and you come into the dining room by faith. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that your grace, God, would just be filling every heart and every life that is in this building today. Lord, these are your children. They are your righteous children. They are your people today. They are sheep in your pasture today. Lord, you know where they are and what they're going through, Lord. And God, I know that you can just, Lord, you can give them the grace they need. That's what your word tells us. We believe your word tonight, God. And so, Lord, we look to you. We turn to you. And we say, Spirit of God, come on, let's pray together. Come on, just begin to cry out. Lord, we need your help. Come on, cry out for yourself. Cry out for your family. Come on, cry out for your home. Cry out for your your community. Cry out for your church family. Cry out for your state. Father, we need you tonight. And we believe you will deliver us, God. Lord, we know that you can get us through this, Lord, through this flood. We know that you can get us through this devastation, Lord. We know, God, that you can just, Lord, you can make us, Lord, strong and that you can, Lord, you can establish our faith once again. And Lord, we believe that tonight, Father, and we're asking for your grace to come and your strength to come tonight. Come on, let's just lift up our voice. Come on, let's lift up our voice. Come on, let's lift up our voice to the Lord. Come on, Father, we love you. We honor you. We worship you. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we exalt you, God. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Worthy of you, Lord. Worthy. Now, the Bible says in Psalm 34 and 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them and delivers them from all their trouble. Who are the righteous? Does that mean like they're, they're holy rollers? You know, that means they wear a cross around their neck. You know, what does that mean? Well, from what I understand, the righteousness of those, all of us in this room have sinned. We all messed up. And the Bible says that our mess up separates us from God. And we become unrighteous. But the Bible also says that if you confess your sins and ask the Lord to forgive you, He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from every mistake you ever made. Isn't that awesome? 
And if you're willing to do that, the Bible says that the Lord will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And then you become the righteousness of Christ. Not because you're anything special. It's because Jesus is special. And it's like he offers, hey, you, you want this righteousness? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to give it to you. You know, listen, I, I went to catechism. My parents made me go. And uh, I, I did that. I knew about the virgin birth. I knew about the resurrection. I knew a lot about the Lord. I even prayed prayers. I had a little card, prayed prayers. I memorized prayers. But I never knew the Lord in a personal way. And one day somebody told me like, man, you got you to become a Christian. You got to give your life to Christ. And you got to ask him to forgive you. And, 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 and if you do that, he will forgive you. You just do it by faith. And, and I did that one day. And man, no, nothing like fireworks didn't go off or nothing like that. I just felt some peace in my life that I never felt before. And, I, and after that, quite honestly, I thought, okay, I'm going back and live my life like I want. But something happened to me that day. And my life has never been the same since. And I don't know where you are today. But the Lord wants you to be one of, He wants a spot for you at the table. And you need His righteousness that He gives generously and freely. So if you would just bow your head with me tonight. And I want to just... I just want to invite anybody that feels like you're not sure whether you're a Christian. You believe in God, that's why you're here. But you've never given your life to Christ. You've never asked Jesus to forgive your sins. But you want that robe of righteousness. You want, you want a place at the Lord's table. And you want to become a full-blown Christian serving the Lord. I want to pray for you tonight. If that's you, would you just indicate that by just raising your hand? And just let me know that right here, ma'am. I see your hand. Anywhere else? Just raise your hand. Just raise it high. Anywhere else? Anybody else? Just raise your hand and just say, pray that prayer for me, okay? Well, listen, for those of you that raise your hands, just we're going to all pray this prayer together. Just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross, for shedding your blood so my sins could be forgiven. I ask you to forgive me tonight. I ask you to cleanse my heart from every sin that I've ever committed. I want to be a Christian. I want to live for you. Would you receive me into your family? I want to seat at the table. I want your righteousness. Lord Jesus, I ask you to accept me in your family. I accept your gift by faith. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Now listen, if you, if you prayed that prayer, uh, come up and, and let somebody know or go into the lobby and into the uh, info center. We have a Bible for you. We want to, we want to give you just a, some, a gift for making that decision, give you some tools to help you get started. Amen? How many of you feel refreshed tonight? In, in the presence of God, refreshing. Listen, we're going to open up the altar. If anybody wants to come and just, you know, sometimes you need somebody to pray with you. Where one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. Amen. So four is about a million. So if you come up and you know, we'll we'll pray, we'll agree with you. Amen. So listen, army of God, let's go into the world. Let's go make a difference. Let's go spread the love of God. Can I just pray a closing prayer 
for you tonight. I just, let, I just pray the favor of God, the great, the anointing of God, the great, the light of God in a greater way. Come on, I believe God's got a, a special word for each one that's in here. Come on, God's got something for you to do. Somebody he wants you to touch. Let's pray. Father, I pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray the favor of God, the blessing of God, the grace of God, the touch of God, the hand of God. Lord, upon the church of God. Lord, I declare it. I speak it. I release it tonight by faith. Lord, I declare right now, Lord, the army of God is being empowered supernaturally, miraculously. Lord, that Lord, they have the light of Jesus shining in them in a greater way. Thank you, Lord. They have supernatural compassion and mercy for the hurting people around them. Thank you, Lord God. That, Lord, they're reaching the hurting and the lost with with grace like never before. Thank you, Father, that there'll be people saved. There'll be lost, Lord, coming into the kingdom and the body of Christ encouraged because of your army tonight. I release your favor and blessing tonight in the mighty and the strong name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody that agrees shouted and said, Amen.